to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Welcome to another episode of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series that explores the unique ways that people are shaping the future and leaving a lasting impact. I'm your host, Justin Kelly, and today we have a great guest joining us, someone who is at the forefront of transforming the way Australians plan for their end of life. Safewell is not just a company, but a catalyst for change. It's empowering people to take control of their estate plans without effort. From lawyer-drafted wills to enduring power of attorney and enduring guardianship, SafeWill is providing accessible solutions at the click of a button. SafeWill is also making waves in the not-for-profit sector by raising over $500 million in gifts in wills for charities since 2019. I'm very pleased to have with us the CEO and founder of SafeWill, Adam Lebowski, a leader who is reshaping the way we think about end-of-life planning and leaving a lasting legacy. G'day, Adam. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Justin. It's great to be with you today. Can you tell us a little bit more about the inspiration behind SafeWill and what motivated you to start the company? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I founded SafeWill in 2019 after a friend of mine passed away without a will, and I saw firsthand just how difficult that process was for her family. Um, It's obviously a really complex emotional time, but what a lot of people don't realize until they go through it is that it's the catalyst for a really long, uh, difficult journey, uh, navigating the legal system, navigating financial systems uh, in order to administer an estate. Um, I saw the the complexity that that added to, again, what was a really challenging emotional time for her family. And I wanted to build a product that made it really easy for Australians to plan for and eventually to administer uh, their end-of-life plans. So could you explain the key features and benefits of SafeWill that essentially make it easier for Australians to create legally binding wills, but online. We allow any Australian to log onto our platform and write a legally binding and bespoke will in just 20 minutes. Um, they're, they're put through a guided uh, user experience it's been created by lawyers. The result of that, a really easy to follow and easy to understand questionnaire is a bespoke will. Um, it only costs 160 bucks, so a much more attractive price point uh, than, than traditional lawyers have, have historically provided that service for. Um, and it caters for a lot of things that a lot of people don't consider um, at the outset of a will. So it covers all of the um, standard questions like who you want to be your executor, uh, who you would like to take care of your kids if anything happened to you and your partner, who you want to get your staff. Um, but it also prompts some uh, other interesting areas of, of consideration like uh, would you like to appoint a pet guardian? Um, would you like to leave charitable gifts? How would you like to think about your funeral? Um, so we've uh, really taken the, um, you know, the, the accessibility, affordability, and, and digital components of will writing um, and you know, just tried to, to build a great product around that. Um, we've then extended the same principles to broader estate planning. Um, so you mentioned before, we offer enduring power of attorney and enduring guardianship documents. Again, historically, these have been complex, expensive, lawyer-led processes, uh, and now users can complete both of those documents in just 10 minutes and for $99 on the platform. 
And so we, we've tried to combine a lot of the uh, old school legal safeguards, uh, having a lawyer involved in the process. So every one of our wills um, that, that are written on the platform get reviewed by a specialist wills and estates lawyer, um, coupled with the ease, accessibility and affordability of, of a digital platform. So Adam, what then distinguishes SafeWill from traditional will writing processes and other online will services that you can find across the country? It's a really good question. Historically, so pre-safe will in Australia, there were really two ways to write your will. Um, you could either go to a lawyer, uh, which a lot of people did, that had the benefit of being uh, legally valid and bespoke, but it was obviously a, a um, you know, time-intensive and costly experience that priced a lot of Australians out of the market. On the other end of the spectrum, there were the post office will kits, um, which of course is still around. Of course, yeah. Cheap, cheerful, uh, easy to fill out, um, but there's uh, they're you know very inflexible. Um, you can only do what's in the will kit. There's no bespoke tailored advice um, for people who need it, and uh, they can't be updated. Um, so the, the only way to change them is really to buy a new one and, and start again. Um, we wanted to take the ease and affordability components of the will kit couple that up with the bespoke um, and, and legal validity of a lawyer um, and combine them in, in a digital solution. And we, we did that. Um, again, we've got a platform that takes most people 15 to 20 minutes to fill out, um, but upon submission goes to our in-house legal team um, to, review, uh, to, to review every submission that's written on the platform to make sure that people um, have used the platform correctly. Uh, we allow for unlimited free updates for 12 months. Um, there's, uh, you know, a digital storage of the document on the platform. You can notify your executor that the will is written with SafeWill. So there's a lot of tech safeguards um, that we've built into the platform that, that weren't there historically. And um, I think looking at us versus um, the other uh, online providers, um, a lot of them have uh, done a great job of, of essentially digitizing the post office will kit. Um, so again, they provide a digital solution. That's easy for people to to fill out, um, and you know that's cheap if if not free. Um, but there's none of that legal oversight. Uh, generally, those platforms are confined to just the will rather than broader estate planning. So we're the only digital platform in Australia that allows for both wills and powers of attorney uh, and and during guardianship. Um, we've got our own affiliate law firm, Safe Will Legal, um, that not only reviews each will submitted to the platform. Um, but that also provides the ability for our users to access on-demand legal advice as they require. So if someone's going through the flow, they might think they have a pretty straightforward estate and they then realize, actually, um, I fall into the more complex bucket. Um, they can click a button and talk to a lawyer straight away and access that bespoke advice as they need. So what happens if you pass away, Adam, without a will? It's, it's also a great question. It's one that we get all the time. A will is essentially a set of binding instructions if executed correctly and if the will is valid, um, a set of binding instructions for what you want to happen when you pass away, who acts as your executor, how your stuff gets divided, uh, who who acts as guardians for your kids. Where you haven't written a will, uh, those decisions are made according to a statutory formula. So the government has set out how all those decisions will be made if you don't specify um, how you would like them to be made. Often those two don't marry up. So you might have preference that are different to what the government says should happen. Um, but again, if you haven't written a will, um, then uh, you know your, your preferences aren't heard and they're not legally reflected and, and the government's statutory formula is what will be followed. So there's, there's making sure that your wishes are, are followed and respected. 
Um, but on top of that, there's the process that the families need to go through uh, where there is no will versus if there is one. Um, there's a, a legal process that needs to, uh, that needs to be um, followed, uh, whether you have a will or not. Um, you either obtain probate if you have a will or letters of administration if you don't. Probate is often a lot more straightforward, quicker uh, and easier for, for the family um, to complete than the letters of administration application. Uh, often much less costly um, and much easier to gain access to to the estate assets. Um, so again, there's uh, the, there's the bespoke nature of being able to say what you want to happen. There's the ease um, and and reduced cost in the process that your family will have to go through. Um, and obviously, you know, there, there's much less likelihood of of conflict where you've specified what you want to happen. Um, so really, it is highly recommended, and I think we all know that we probably should have a will. Um, for a lot of us, it's not a question of if, it's a question of why now. Um, but again, with digital solutions like Safeful, you can get it done in 15, 20 minutes. There's really no reason not not to be doing it today. There's no excuses now, not with a couple of clicks of the mouse and 20 minutes of your time. Like, Are we good at filling out wills in Australia or getting wills? Do many of us have them? I've got one. I got one about 10 years ago through my local suburban solicitor. But how do, how do we stack up? What are the numbers, Adam? Look, Australians aren't the worst, but we're very far from the best. Roughly half of Australian adults don't have a will. Um, and even of those that do, I mean, apologies, Justin, but it sounds like you might fall into this um, bracket, mate. Um, even for those of us who do, it might be out of date. Um, so, you know, 10 years since you wrote your will, a lot can change in that time. Um, a lot of people don't realize that certain life events will also either entirely invalidate or will invalidate parts of the will. Um, ha- you know, getting divorced, getting married, uh, having children, major asset acquisition, things like that should be reflected in an estate plan. Um, that's why we've made it really easy, um, both for Australians to write their will for the first time, then to come back and update it on the platform. Um, because again, a will is a document that should be a living document. It should reflect um, how it should reflect your preferences in your life at that given stage, um, and it shouldn't. You know, we, we really should be moving away from the old. We write one will every twenty twenty five years, and we're done. I've got a will. It's it's somewhere. I've hidden it somewhere in a filing cabinet. Exactly right. When you go through the workflow of the safe will process, at the end of that. It obviously gets certified by a practicing solicitor. It gets registered. Does does the user, does the applicant, the customer get a physical printed document or is it an online PDF? What, what does that look like, Adam? Yeah, so once the submission has been reviewed by one of our lawyers and, and they send through the document, um, and this is a, a particular bugbear for us as a digital-first platform that's trying to innovate in a relatively antiquated space, um, the will needs to be printed off and then a wet ink signature needs to be applied by the will writer uh, in front of two witnesses who also need to sign the document in wet ink. Um, so it is one of the last bastions of uh, wet ink signatures in Australia. So you can't use an electronic signature. It's actually got to get the pen out. That's exactly right. Um, Victoria is the only state that has a limited provision allowing for it. Um, but by and large in Australia, you, you can't do it. So again, it's a space where there hasn't been much innovation. Um, which has been particularly interesting for SafeWill to, to be entering. And we're trying to make it as easy as possible for our users to, to be printing, signing, witnessing their documents. What about some success stories that you might be able to share or some examples of how SafeWill has 
has come to the rescue that has actually helped that's you, you've had um someone go through and they've had a good result as it as a result of um interacting with safe will yeah we, we hear all the time from our users who you know um, they might find that their family in a, in a difficult time um family member might not have long to live they need to access a will they need to access it quickly um, it might be that they're in the hospital, they don't actually um, have access to a lawyer, they can't get there in time, um, and they log onto the platform and, and they affect their wishes in a timely manner um, and, and in a way that, that provides you know, respect and dignity to, to, um, to the will writer. Um, we hear this all the time. Uh, we, through our law firm, when, when we're applying for probate and we're actually um, you know, working through the, the state of someone who's passed away, um, we hear all the time just how valuable the services and um, people are expecting a really difficult protracted complex legal process in in writing a will i um, mean i think that being able to alleviate that in any way um it, it leads to a sense of delight it leads to a sense of accomplishment um, and it's something which we're really really proud of um on top of that we have um which you mentioned in the introduction to, to the podcast justin um the the charitable side of our business has become a really core pillar of what we do and so we help Australian and, and New Zealand charities to uh, optimize and scale their gifts and wills program. Um, a lot of people don't think about gifts and wills particularly often, um, but gifts and wills accounts for over 25% of total national fundraising. So it is the lifeblood of Australian not-for-profits. So how does that work? They're writing a will and it's like, by the way, I want 25% of all of my estate or assets or wealth to go to charity. Exactly right. And you can either specify one charity or you can specify a group of charities. Australians are a pretty generous bunch. Um, and when prompted, they're more than happy to leave a portion of their estate and indeed their legacy um, to the organisations that have meant the most to them throughout their life. Um, so we've been really proud in being able to facilitate that and in, in being able to ask the question um, at, at a mainstream level and, and to mass Australia. Um, we'd be really proud of the impact as well. Um, you know, you mentioned we've raised over half a billion dollars for charity um, in gifts and wealth, estimated future income. Um, and it's great to be able to, you know, to, to know that the financial future of so many of Australia's most important organisations um, is secured through those gifts. You've mentioned a few times uh, your in-house legal team, Safe Will Legal. So what how does that work, Adam? What role do the solicitors play in the whole safe will process and how does their involvement ensure that that you're providing quality, but it's also within the letter of the law? We're blessed to have some of the smartest, uh, most forward-thinking state planning lawyers as part of, of the company. Um, we set up a separate legal entity that is a law firm um, registered uh, in New South Wales, Safe Will Legal. Um, Safe Will Legal is a specialist wills and states practice. Um, Safe Will Legal service their own clients, so people who might be applying for probate, letters of administration, they need testamentary trusts set up or complex will structures. Um, they assist with those clients, um, and then they also assist with the Safe Will business. So fundamentally, our product is a legal consumer product, um, and our lawyers uh, double up as uh, in-house product managers for that as well. Um, how we can bolster the, um, the the bespokeness of the will, how we can offer more customization and more optionality for our users uh, when we want to build out products like the powers of attorney feature, how we can think about doing that um, and offering, again, um, at, at on-demand legal advice for all of our safe will users that require it. 
Um, so again, we're, we're very lucky and lawyers generally aren't necessarily, uh, you know, I, I think innovation doesn't necessarily come that easily to, to lawyers and um, having worked for a number of years in law myself, I know that. Um, but we're really blessed to have, again, some of the most innovative uh, state planning lawyers that certainly I've ever come across. Am I right in saying that Safewell at its heart is a technology-based company rather than a legal company? How, how, how do you define what Safewell is? Safewell is a technology company. We are fundamentally trying to solve through digital products, uh, an area of the world that has gone, um, again, largely neglected and largely without any form of, of digital innovation or digital disruption um, ever. Um, and we're trying to use technology to solve those problems. Um, the product itself and, and the end output is a legal one, but as a company, um, you know, we're a product-led organization, we're a technology-first organization, um, we're supported by venture capital funds. Uh, we have, you know, the majority of our team are, are engineers, data scientists, and and product squads. Um, so yes, we're absolutely a, a um, tech company. You you've touched on it before. What is the the user experience like for someone who wants to create a will using your platform? Give us a sense of the journey, Adam. Of you log on, you, you potentially ask these questions, have to upload this. What does that look like? It's incredibly intuitive. Um, so you're guided through different aspects of will writing. We, we take complex legal problems and complex legal questions and we present them to users as user problems and user scenarios. So, you know, if you were to pass away, um, in state division is a really um, is a good example of this. And the question is, what percentage do you want to go to different people of your estate if you were to pass away? And the way that we present that is as scenarios. You know, we use a lot of the information that we get from a user to um, customize the option set that they might be um, faced with. So, for example, we know that someone has a partner uh, or they have children. Um, so you might ask, you know, would you like to leave everything to your partner first and if, if, that, if they were to pass away as well to your kids after? Um, so taking a lot of the data that, um, and, and the, work, the, the workflows that people have already completed um, and using that to inform uh, the future state of, of the will questionnaire. Um, so again, it's very product-led. Uh, there are elements of, of machine learning in there. Um, we're trying to build more. Um, obviously, AI is incredibly topical, um, an incredibly topical subject at the moment, and, and we're trying to see how we can integrate that better into the platform. Um, but it's uh, at its core, it's incredibly intuitive. It's delivered in a way that solves user problems and that's it's, um, you know put in in user uh, lingo. Um, and I think that's what really sets us apart from, you know, other digital will providers or lawyers, um, for instance, they're asking the legal questions rather than the user problems. Um, we ask user questions and we translate that to legal requirements. And the correlation obviously is around price point. Um, let's, let's just go through potentially the difference between I've got a legally certified, registered authentic verified will through safe will and it's cost me x as opposed to you know i've gone to a a law firm i've had a face-to-face -face meeting i've had follow-up meetings and it's cost me y what, what what is that delta what's the difference 
and I, and I know you go to different accountants to do your tax return, so that's potentially not a, not, not an easy question. But give us a ballpark, Adam, of what that looks like. Yeah, so on Safewheel, it's one hundred and sixty dollars for an individual to complete their will, or two hundred and forty dollars for couples to complete their wills. Lawyers, again, you're right. It's a spectrum. It can be anywhere from five hundred to five thousand dollars. Um, depending on level of complexity. Uh, I mean, in starting the company, I went to, I asked my dad, um, you know, how much did it cost you to write your will? Um, and I think it cost him 2,500 bucks. Uh, and that was sort of the benchmark that I certainly used in, in starting the company, wanting to make it just infinitely more affordable than that um, and, and to provide Australians who couldn't necessarily afford um, that price point with an option that worked for them. Um, again, didn't want to sacrifice on a lot of the legal benefits, which is why we allow all of our users to access um, legal advice and bespoke drafting for just $199, so on top of, of the $160. Um, so instead of, again, a, a four-figure um, will in, in the thousands, someone can get a lawyer-drafted will through Safewell for just, you know, it's about 350 bucks. That's pretty good value in my book. Now, setting up a business, Adam, is never easy. It's always hard, lots of challenges. I imagine you've had a lot of challenges in your journey trying to bring a a tech focus, a tech platform to the legal industry, particularly around will. So what have been some of the road bumps that you've faced and how have you addressed them? Yeah, I mean, the the fundamental premise of the business was a road bump. Um, at the time, no one thought, certainly wasn't obvious that people would default to writing their will online, similar to a company like Koala as an example, where it was like, no one would ever buy a mattress online. No one would find their life partner online. That's exactly right. You know, you'd never book a holiday online or buy a house or it. Now, you know, everything's happening online. Absolutely. Um, and so in starting the company, you know, a lot of people didn't believe in the foundational premise that um, people would write their will online and that it would be a great and legally valid experience. Um, but uh, in solving that, I mean, there was the typical resistance from the legal fraternity. Um, a lot of, uh, again, really justified questions about how a consumer is going to be protected through these products. Um, and you know how, how are we going to build in um, safeguards against uh, abuse and fraud? Um, it's interesting that you know paper-based will kits have been around for so long, uh, which are so easy to to defraud. Um, the question of of um, you know validity and and um, a, and uh, safeguards around those hasn't really been as as questioned. Um, but again, we we built tech solutions to a lot of those problems. So for us, we require two-factor authentication um, to verify uh, how the person is accessing the account. Um, we monitor IP addresses to make sure that we know where the person is writing the will. So if there's um, an obvious delta from where they were um, to, to where the will was written, um, that's again a point of evidence. Um, and, and we built in other features to try to solve a lot of those. Um, th- that was sort of a lot of the, the, legal, um, the legal challenges that we faced. Uh, we also launched this business uh, in January of 2020, um, which was two months before COVID. It's not easy. I remember those dark days. It wasn't. Um, I think the most difficult part was we realized very early on that we had something and we needed to start building a team. Um, and as a first time founder, that was a really difficult experience. One, figuring out how to do the whole interview and then onboarding and integration and culture building exercise. Um, and then trying to do that when everyone's remote and no one's actual not in person. Um, so that was challenging, but I mean, we got through it and, you know, um, 
it's all part of the fun and all part of the journey, I suppose. What about in terms of your initial idea, but then implementing some of the feedback from your customers? Has your offering changed based on the customer experience and what they've told you about what's good, what's what needs to be improved, how things could be done better? Yeah, I mean, the the consumer product um, quite obviously went through a process like that. Um, it still is. We're still constantly iterating on on the will, the, the add-on product, how we think about subscription in this world, the features that we add. And that's all almost entirely informed by uh, user feedback and user interviews. Um, one interesting area of the business, which uh, again, quite radically shifted was how we work with charities. Uh, at the outset of, of the business, um, I really wanted to partner with charities as a way to distribute wills to their members. Um, and indeed, we're doing that, but we quickly realized, oh my God, there, there's this amazing digital SaaS product that we can be offering charities around gifts and wills to uh, and using our data capabilities to help them understand what marketing material is working for them with gifts and wills, uh, what their what their um, uh, bequested cohorts look like in terms of age breakdown, demographic breakdown, geolocation breakdown, family structure breakdown. Um, and we, we ended up building this amazing world-leading digital product that helps our charities not only to acquire gifts and wills, but in fact, to really deeply understand through data their bequest programs and how they're performing. Um, and that's, again, been such a cracking part of the business, um, both at, at a brand level um, as well as on, on the commercial side. Um, it drives a, a significant portion of our revenue now. Let's give some of them a, a quick shout out, some of, some of your leading charity partners. Um, I know you're working with a lot, but who are some of them that, that come to mind? Yeah, um, I mean, we have uh, over 250 of them now. Um, a lot of the big names that, that I'm sure you'd have heard of, um, Cancer Council, RSPCA, uh, guide dogs, Fred Hollows, uh, Salvos. Um, we have you know all, all the big ones on board. Um, but also a lot of the small ones we've been working with for a while now and people that are doing amazing things, um, whether that's, you know, Cat Haven, uh, Bob Brown Foundation, um, there are a number of uh, community and, and arts organisations that we work with as well. Um, and it's amazing to see, you know, with the big charities, um, they're often getting hundreds of bequests a year. Um, but seeing those smaller ones, what, you know, a handful, five, maybe 10 requests can, can mean for the organization and mean for, for um, their financial future. Um, and so that's been super rewarding. Final question to you, Adam. How do you see Safewill evolving and expanding its services in the future? We're nearly at the end of 2023. What are the next, what does next year look like? What are the next couple of years look like? Yeah, it's for us, it's solving a lot of what comes after someone passes away. Um, so we help people to plan for, for their end of life with wills and, and powers of attorney. Um, but what happens when they pass away and, and the really difficult state administration that people need to go through? Um, that is a problem that uh, governments haven't really turned their mind to. Um, other digital innovators haven't um, started focusing on. But we think, uh, again, not only is there an amazing commercial opportunity there, um, given, you know, obviously that that it's a, a process that invariably is a market size of everyone. Um, but it's also, again, a, a really complex social problem that needs solving and that in the solving of it, we'll be doing a lot of good. Um, so for us, we're always looking at opportunities that mix the commercial with the social. Um, we did that with Wills. We did that with our charity product. 
Um, the next frontier is going to be, again, solving state administration more broadly in Australia. Adam Lobovsky, founder and CEO of SafeWill. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Best of luck in the future, and we will track your progress with great interest. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, Justin.